This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station, 105.5 FM, WNSP, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim, Lee Shervanian, and Michael Brauner. The opening kickoff. Here are Mark, Lee, and Michael. All right, 7.04, hour number two. We got a lot to get to in this hour. Uh, thanks for making us part of your morning. Terrific win for Alabama on the hardwood yesterday, beating Florida. Their 16 straight win at home, still in first place in the SEC. Three of our four local teams in high school basketball that played yesterday advanced to the final four gulf shores girls cottage hills girls viagra boys to that now we now bring in paul feinbaum with some of the other issues going on we have two major issues we want to talk to our good friend from espn the sec network uh paul feinbaum paul welcome to the show again thanks for taking time to join us we appreciate it you know that thank you very much lee first question i have for you your thoughts on the 12-team college football playoff. Do you like it? Do you find problems? And then add to that, now there's talk that they're looking to expand it before this thing even gets underway. Yeah, I'm not sure expanding it before it starts is really a good idea. I think 12 is plenty. Uh, quite frankly, I think the optimum number is probably even lower, like eight. Uh, we talk about this every yearly, and sometimes we can't even find four teams. Lately, we've had five or six that probably belong in, and after that, you're really uh, you're really dealing with a different level. Uh, I understand what's going on here, and I think anybody who doesn't uh, needs to just look at the fact that more games uh, bring more money, and that's what uh, it's all about. The NFL has done it very successfully by adding uh, more teams in the wild card. It gives more drama to the college. It gives more drama to the NFL season. But the NFL is a little bit different. I mean, they've always had a playoff. College football hasn't. So I think uh, in some ways uh, it will be diluting the product a little bit. But, but you know, there, there will be those who always argue uh, there's nothing wrong with more college football. And, and, and ultimately I would probably side with that once I got a chance to see what's going on. All right. You have access to some of the individuals that we don't, Greg Sankey, maybe the commissioner of the Big Ten. Tell me I'm wrong in this, but and again, because money's involved, it just looks to me like this is just a power trip. And I go back to when you and I talked about the collaboration between the SEC and the Big Ten. I, I just think this is where the push is. Well, I think uh, without having spoken to either one uh, recently, uh, my guess is that they are looking at it and saying, you know, we're going to let some less deserving schools in the playoff. And by that meaning five conference, the five highest ranked conference champions, why not get two more schools in? And, and the likelihood of 13 and 14 coming from the SEC and the Big Ten are probably very high. So uh, I think what we're about to do is change to a playoff mentality where if you're Ole Miss or Missouri or Alabama or somebody else and you're sitting there with a 9-3 and three record, you probably feel like you ought to be in the playoff. And, and, and Lee, you know, right now we judge things on did you make the, the four-team playoff? How close did you come? How much can you milk that? Now, if, if you're one of those coaches of a, of a major school and you, and you didn't make the, the 12 or 14 team playoff, the 12 team playoff right now, it's going to look disappointing. So I think that's all we're talking about here. And 
And it, you know, back to back to the NFL. It's uh, if you don't get in the playoffs, you've had a terrible season. I think that's going to be the new normal in college football. So we've got a lot to get to with uh, Paul Feinbaum here on WNSP. So you had Matt Hayes on your show. He he made a statement that kind of took me aback a little bit. He said ten and two would be an absolute tragedy for Alabama next year. Eleven and one might be a tragedy. I mean, I know we always kind of knock team schedules, but that seems uh, that seems a little drastic, dramatic, don't you think? Yeah, Mark, uh, I hate to knock a guest who made news in your column, um, but it, it was a uh, it was a truly absurd comment by Matt. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think Matt just uh, uh, completely did not hit the reset button on where we are right now. Uh, nobody thinks that. Absolutely nobody, uh, because. I mean, Alabama lost, uh, what, two games last year, one game this past year, two games this past season, uh, and it's, it's not that big a deal anymore. It, this isn't uh, during the highlight, the, the heyday of Nick Saban's reign when every loss was uh, magnified and, and analyzed and, and you had a postmortem. So I really, uh, when he said that, I, I, I just kind of laughed uh, to myself and, and kind of nodded uh, to the to the control room knowing we just got ourselves a ridiculously stupid quote that we're going to put out on social media <laughs> with the idea that Mark Heim would have a column the next day. Now somebody you got somebody's got to do it to keep Mark busy. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a slow time of year so I appreciate all your efforts. Uh speaking of your efforts, uh speaking in Alabama, a little changing of the guard there with the Crimson Tide Sports Network. What's been the reaction? What's your reaction to uh uh Eli Gold uh, or Alabama parting ways with Eli Gold as we hit the record button on what you're about to say next. Yeah, Mark, mostly it was sad uh, to see it, and, and there are a lot of reasons why. But you know, I, I don't know very much about the ending, um, and too often in the moment we, we we focus on why did this happen, how did this happen. I think about the 35 years that he he gave to Alabama and. This man is is truly a Mount Rushmore type of figure. Uh, I mean, you think about Nick Saban, uh, you think about Eli Gold uh, in the same sentence uh, when speaking of the University of Alabama in recent times. And and I and I, I just uh, I don't know. It, it, there was just something about yesterday that that more than anything. Uh, I found depressing, um, and look, uh, I've been a reporter. And by the way, uh, I broke I broke the story in uh, 1983 that the University of Alabama was firing its longtime voice of 25 years, John Forney, and, and he did not even know it when I called him. Uh, I, I got it from somebody uh, very high up, and I, I, when I called John, he was in shock. Uh, so I, I know how this feels. Um, I've seen it before. It, I, I'll leave, I, I believe I, I, read, I saw where, you, where Eli is coming on later, so I, I really don't know what to say until he speaks. I, mean, I, I read some of his comments yesterday, and uh, I, I came away just feeling uh, badly for everyone. Go back in history with me. Okay, for, I, I just had gotten to this area. Forney was of course an iconic voice much like other programs you know had had their voices and you mentioned about him being fired and then i think didn't a paul kennedy take over for a year something like that yeah what and happened then, was uh john was fired paul kennedy took over um 
young guy, very good. Um, and then they fired Paul Kennedy and replaced him with John Forney in, in 1987 or 1988. I, I really don't remember which year it was. But uh, and then John John did one year and then moved on and became like a host. Um, the but you know back then in 1983, Ray Perkins took over for for, for Bear Bryant. He changed everything, Lee. Uh, I mean, he, it didn't. If you were associated with Bryant, he was going to replace you. I know um, the feeling. And in yeah. fact, and I don't think I, it. It really doesn't matter now. But he was actually the source of my story. I was sitting with him at a luncheon, and he was just rambling about how we're changing this and we're, he said, we're changing the play-by-play guy. And I, I didn't say a word. I mean, it was like. And then I made, I started making some calls because, uh, and, and I, I got to confirm. I mean, it's rarely is the head coach your source. Uh, and but 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 yeah, I mean that I I don't know. I mean I I have such such uh, mixed emotions. You know my relationship with Eli, um, but uh, I I I I, I mean I, I think you can tell I'm having a hard time on this because I just wish it had come out uh, where, where everybody was on the same page. Right, but here's the deal. So Eli actually replaced Forney, okay, and. Eli, in yeah, conversations with us, has told him many times how difficult it was that first couple of weeks. He said he, he didn't even know if he'd last to the second game. My point is, it seems to me, and I, I, I will find out, that the transition to Chris Stewart will be a lot smoother because Chris has been with the network since 1998. He's done closed-circuit games. He's done basketball. He's done, uh, well, he filled in for Eli for football games. So, I, I don't know if they'll have the same issues that Chris will have that Eli did when he took over for Forney. I don't think so. Um, and uh, because the transition has already begun. And, and, and that's why, you know, because of Eli's illness uh, that we've all talked about, I think it makes this much easier. It doesn't make it easier for Eli, but, it, it, but the, I think the fans are already conditioned. So, can you draw some similarities, or is this completely different from Forney back in the day? Uh, you know, you broke that story. Did, does it kind of does it feel like it has some similarities, or is this just a different time? Different? Uh, no, no, it really. I don't really think it does, uh, Mark, because of what Lee just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, all fans knew was John, and and one thing all fans knew back in in the eighties was John Forney. Uh, I mean, a lot of young people had never heard another broadcaster. And it was a sh- and by the way, uh, he was replaced by a guy not one person knew. Okay, <laughs> this guy had come from Florida where he'd been doing whatever he'd been doing. Uh, everybody knows Chris. Uh, he's well liked. Uh, he's he, he's popular. He, he does basketball. He, he does uh, uh, many other things in Alabama baseball. So uh, I think this will be a seamless transition. Yeah, and I think uh, we go back even with Chris. You remember the health issues he had, and yeah, he, remember sure. that, and it was pretty. It, it was dicey for a long time, and he recovered, which we were all thankful for. It was happened on a baseball trip. Yeah, I, I think the bigger issue here uh, is, uh, and everybody goes through it. Um, you know, how how do you walk away from something? And you know, we just saw Saban do it, and. Yeah, that was a pretty classic uh, farewell. I mean, yeah, he walked into a meeting that nobody knows what he's going to say, and he's gone. Uh, you guys know this because you talk to UI and you you know, but I don't think too many people are really surprised. Do you, do you, Mark? 
No, I, I do not. In fact, I think uh, uh, I don't. I don't think people know exactly how long the uh, the wheels might have been turning on this. Um, it might surprise some people. So yeah. I mean, yeah, and I, I think I think that's. That, I'm glad you said that because that's really what the. Uh, I, I think uh, everyone who follows Alabama, uh, if you had said in December, who do you think is more likely to be gone at the end of the season? Nick Saban or Eli Gold? The answer would have been Eli Gold. Uh, I think that's uh, I think that's a good place to to leave it there. Let me ask you what one other thing because I know we're running long as we always do because we have so much to get to with. I don't know if you had a chance to see Johnny Manziel sit down with Shannon Sharp. Uh, he mentions that his dad tried to broker a three million dollar deal pre NIL, I might add, with Kevin Sumlin to keep Johnny at A and M and not jump into the um, into the draft. That in and of itself probably not a huge surprise. What he did say otherwise, though, was that everybody had a bag man. Anybody that was vying for a national championship had a bag man. He mentions there was a bag man at LSU. There was a bag man at Bama. As, as, as people here having this conversation that, that know a guy, Danny Sheridan, that made the term bag man very popular back in the day, what's your reaction to that statement by Johnny Manziel? Well, it, I think it's number one. It vindicates Danny Sheridan. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, my, my, my biggest my biggest takeaway is this: uh, I knew Johnny pretty well back then. Yeah, I knew some of his closest friends. The fact that Johnny Manziel, ten years later, can remember anything from that period yeah. is the most surprising thing I heard yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> you know the uh, he made he also made the comment uh, about. Uh, that he was like 210 when he was playing, and then like three or four months later, he was like 170. And so Shannon Sharp did the quick math. He's like, "How do you lose 40 pounds that quick?" He's like, "Doing a lot of blow. That's how you. That's how you do it." Um, yeah. Well, again, that's uh, you know, I, I was around him some back then, uh, and I, I knew that I, I, because I was critical of Johnny. I got the, his father grabbed me one day when I was in College Station and kind of brought full circle. But that, that I mean, he, Johnny Manziel didn't know. Where the stadium was back then, let yeah. alone uh, what was going on outside. Yeah. Hey, uh, plenty to talk about, man. We always appreciate you coming aboard. Have a good weekend. Thanks for everything. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Yep. All right, that's Paul Feinbaum. All right, uh, scoreboard traffic and weather. We'll come back. We'll uh, get some of your reaction of that. Uh, I know some of you guys w us want us to get back into the Alabama basketball game, specifically uh, the Mohamed Wagu play. Uh, which, uh, quite frankly, I mean, there's, in my in my opinion, there's really no defense of that play. Uh, will anything happen? Who knows, man. Should something happen? Yes. Will it? Probably not. All right, the opening kickoff here on a Thursday. Got a lot going on. Here comes the vintage Shervanian scoreboard next, right here on the Sports Station WNSP. This is T.J. Mosley, inside linebacker, and you listen to the Sports Station, WNSP 105.5.